everyone. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I'm your host, JP. Joining me, as always, the tenacious one and hopefully getting over the Rona, Nick Martin. Oh, yeah. Yes, finally. How's it going? <laughs> Good, man. You feeling a little bit better this time around? I feel a little bit better. I can kind of hear out of my left ear. The eardrum did explode, so that was kind of gross. But Did that have anything to do with the COVID? I don't know. Like, there's a whole lot of things going on with my body that I'm sure had to do with COVID. Wow, man, that's <laughs> crazy. I've, I've heard yet to hear the, the eardrum explosion uh, symptom yeah. of COVID. Uh, but it was uh, two days of I couldn't hear anything. It was really terrible. Well, it sounded bad in the text. I mean, you can imagine my visualization of such things. My eardrum yeah. exploded. So, of course, I in visualization there was well there was blood so oh, it was not good so it was yeah. kind of how i visualized it yeah well, probably i'm glad you're feeling better and i'm glad you can hear and i'm you know really glad you're not dead you know it is yeah. so moving on from the uh the near-death experience of nick martin today we are welcoming an amazing guest he is from the band acceptance welcome to dadcast oh of course he's a dad you know so you know we, we got to go there obviously it is dadcast welcome to the show ryan from acceptance how you doing man I'm good. Thank you guys so much. This is awesome. Um, real pleasure to be sitting down with some dads. Ah, man. Love this, show, so this is going to be great. We appreciate it, man. We'll see how long we can hang. I'm sitting in like, I'm not even kidding. I converted my garage into a little studio when you do these Zoom videos so we don't do it in the actual studio because, you know, you're not here. And it's like 120 degrees inside this freaking garage right now. I, I, it's I left a really nice garage though. It's like a million dollar studio. It is. Well, air, we, he forgot the air conditioning. Yeah, like, you know, I, you know, duh. <laughs> you know, here we are in Oregon. I should probably sue that contractor and be like, how come you did not allow me to get AC in this beautiful studio? <laughs> Jesus, you can't bring anyone well, uh, in here. Twelve acoustic guitars, but no AC, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, five hundred thousand dollar board back there. We're you know, we're good. Uh, no. So Ryan, somewhere I get it. You gotta cut cut somewhere. Ryan, the premise of Dadcast, if you are unaware, is we do our best to talk all things dad, our journey, our path, our adventures in being dads. Now, of course, we do tend to go off the rails on our shows, and by tend to every time. So don't be uh, shocked when we steer off the path of dad and maybe talk about you and your band and everything few and far between. Now, obviously, rite of passage. First question we have to ask you, even though we already know the answer, are you a dad? Sure am. Yep. Awesome. And how many kids, names, ages, all that good stuff? We want to know. You, you want the whole deal. So, um, yep, brand new dad as of 18 months ago. Oh. Uh, got a young boy named Wyatt Ryan. Wyatt Ryan. Now, I can see in the background you're also a, a doggy dad. Yeah, that's one of the new things. Like, I've been having to – so – Prior to Wyatt showing up, you know, you've got the whole the pet parent thing and right. people really buy into it. And I was I was kind of gung ho in that train. And then you have a kid and then it's like, oh, you're not. I mean, it's hard to call yourself a pet parent in the same, <laughs> uh-huh. in the same sense when you're like rocking with a little a little real human. But yes, dog dad as well. His name is Bishop. Um, super active, as you can tell. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That dude's been with me for for. A clip. We've been through a lot of shit together, so it's uh, awesome to see him just having a great time enjoying the podcast as well. So why? So your first time dad with Wyatt, he was eighteen months old. So you're still rocking the baby. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. So eighteen months. So I'm assuming Wyatt has just begun to walk as of a few months ago, give or take. No. So he, man, this kid, this kid is like too schedule with everything. Right? They say you know by about a year ish, when they'll probably start walking. Swear, I swear, I. 
day after his second birthday, he was like hot lapping around, or his first birthday, he was just hot lapping around the house. So kids, crazy, super mobile, really athletic, just loves moving. So he's, he is full blown house terrorist right now. Just gets <laughs> into everything, cruises. He's fast as hell. It's crazy how fast that kid is. Oh yeah, dude, your Instagram is incredible too with all the videos of Wyatt. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I got him working already. You know, he's he's nice. actually washing the car. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It, so you first shot out the gate, you got the sun. So the uh yeah. the the name will continue. The bloodline will continue on. Is there yeah. any hope for more children in the future? Maybe get a girl and complete the set? Is that is that on the table still or it's so funny you asked that, Jay. We've been, we were, so Lindsay and I were at, um, we were out grabbing some beers yesterday because we had grandma support. And so it's always nice to get out of the house and kind of like detox a little bit by retoxing. Um, and this has been a topic of conversation. We spent 45 minutes doing the whole, do we want another one? Do we not want another one? And we're, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're in this spot where it's like, we love our life with Wyatt. We could see you know, our family just being a small tribe, but then there's this whole, you know, siblings and there's a bunch. So we're, we're kind of, we're in that process right now trying to figure it out. All right. Well, in my case, uh, so I, I have a 16 year old stepdaughter. Uh, I have a 10 year old, almost 11 year old son and an eight year old daughter. Uh, she just turned eight after my son, you know, he was about two years old, give or take. I, I was under the mindset, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm already kind of past that age where you typically have children. I mean, I was already a late bloomer when it came to my son. So I was, I was absolutely fine with it. You know, in fact, if you would ask me then, do you want more kids? The emphatically, absolutely not. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy being a dad. It's great, but no, 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 no. And then as I'm thinking that, guess what? I'm pregnant. And I found out it was a girl. And even during those first weeks of digesting this, I was, I wasn't too excited about it. I, I honestly wasn't. I, I was like, oh, God, I was thinking about my bank account. I was thinking how much work it was just with him, you know, the first couple of years as a baby. I, I still hadn't, I guess, evolved into fatherhood enough yet because I was still under the mindset, I'm, you know, radio guy, party, live my life. Yeah. yeah. Thinking about it now, I am so happy that I have my daughter. It is the greatest thing ever to happen in my life, that little girl as well. And I think back on those times, how my thought process, and I kind of just want to punch myself in the face for even thinking that, because it was amazing. So if that story helps you out, and then I know, you know, if you try again and it's another boy, it's like, darn it, didn't complete the set, but it's it's amazing. It's, you know, you're growing that family. It's, you know, take it from my, if, if, if my advice is anything, it, it's a good thing having more okay. kids when you touched on, you touched on every single thing that we've been talking about from trying to lay this out right like we do like to travel it's been a ton of work with Wyatt mm-hmm. you know it's there's there's so many other factors like it's way more expensive right like it's going to be all the things you touched on were yeah it, it's just there are questions we're asking ourselves and at the same time you know you're just going to toss all that shit out the window as soon as that right whatever it, and when it comes to when it comes to traveling, you know, you, you do have that year or so uh, not the best idea, especially flying. If you're driving and you can handle it, no big deal. Uh, yeah, Nick's laughing. He's going to tell you a story in a second. Um, but once they get a little bit older, man, taking them with you on the plane, it's I, I even said it. It was not long ago we went on a trip and 
the second I was on the plane, I already missed my kids. And the entire week I was gone, it got worse and worse and worse. Thank God for FaceTime and, and video chat these days. But and I've decided that point forward, any extended trip we go anywhere, I don't care. I'm taking them with us. It's That's all there is to it. So you just have to adapt a little bit, man, when it comes to traveling. Nick, go ahead. Yeah, so I, uh, I decided to take the baby to Vegas for our first dad cast trip down there. It was a nightmare. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was the, the plane ride, like he was good for 10 minutes and all of a sudden he did not want to be on mom's lap. And it was like, I want to run around the plane. Yeah. And turns out flight attendants frown upon that, so, <laughs> you know, really? Yeah. 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 And then uh, just trying to walk around Vegas with thousands and thousands of people looking at your baby. You're like, holy shit, is he going to get kidnapped? What's what, what's happening here? Totally. My yeah, favorite, it's, it's rough. My favorite but, quote from uh, Nick during that time was, I've come to Vegas and parted in my 20s. Uh, I've never felt worse than coming to Vegas and, with my baby. It felt like I partied two times as hard in my 20s, having a baby here in my 40s, and he didn't even party. I didn't even drink one drop of alcohol, like nothing. <laughs> I had water the entire time. You had the hangover as soon as you got off the plane. It was exactly, that, it was that, dude. That it was a yeah. It was like, oh man, it was it was awesome having him there because like I can't, I I just can't imagine not seeing him every day. But it was yeah. like shit. What was I thinking? But yeah, you know. And to top that off, we're actually working on another one. So we're we have to do IVF and stuff. So we have a hard time getting pregnant. We just we went through a round and it didn't work. And so September we're going back to do another retrieval and start the whole process over again and. So it's, it's definitely worth it. Like, you know, having the siblings, like we want them to have a little brother. I've got five other kids that are older that it's just kind of weird having the, the baby and then having the next youngest one's 14. Yeah. But it's almost, it's almost so weird that it's really cool. Right. Like yeah. I could, I could see a situation. So my youngest brother is seven years younger than me. So it's not as drastic of a, of a jump there, but like, right. it's kind of cool, you know, cause then you get, you have built-in support, you know, like, right. Exactly. We got the, yeah, we have the live-in babysitters where, yeah, totally. Where, uh, yeah. Turns yeah, out the live-in cool. babysitters aren't, aren't exactly always willing to be said live-in babysitters. In fact, they frown upon it. At least yeah. mine does. Yeah, you have to pull the, I'm going to ground you card quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, gotta be levers, right? Like I don't know any of these levers. I'm, I'm assuming at the right ages, that manual will get slipped under my door and I'll get to read (laughs) like some mysterious cloak and dagger. Well, go back and watch all the dad cast episodes. And of course you've still got good six, seven, eight, nine, ten years worth of episodes that haven't even happened yet. That will give you perspective on all different types of dads and how they do it. Uh, There's your manual. And that was a a nice little plug for the dad cast YouTube page. You should go like, and subscribe and comment. Exactly. <laughs> so tell- I've, gone through, I've gone through a bunch of, and like, I, you're right. It's awesome, man. Like I'm, you're learning so many different perspectives from people. Cause I mean, I'm new to the game, right? Like show me what I got to do. And your shows, your show has been, it, it's always funny. It's got a light side of humor and then you've got just amazing advice. I mean, the Randy Couture episode was like, I've probably watched it three times just cause like that dude knows how to dab, you know? And it's like, okay, that's, that's a dude I can learn some shit from. And it happens every episode that I watch with you guys. So and what's, keep doing what you're doing, please. <laughs> and what's really cool is in, in regards to Randy Couture, you know, you said you watched the episode. Even he admits, you know, he, yeah, he's a great dad, but man, it ain't easy. 
and no. there are yeah. absolutely roadblocks and and steps that you triple over along the way. It, it's it's never easy. It's a, it's a constant learning thing. So you're going to get through the first two years and be like, all right. We get, <laughs> so what happens from two to four, and then four to six, and then oh crap, they're teenagers. Oh, now they right. got these asshole friends coming over that I don't like, and it's just ever evolving <laughs> learning process. That's why you need to get another one. You need to have that another kid there, Ryan, because right. you're going to have the experience uh, from the first one. But then you're going to find out that all that experience doesn't apply to this one, and you start learning over and over again. And it's just a vicious cycle. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. You guys take requests too. So, like, if I'm struggling with a certain issue at home, can I like shoot over like, "Yo, yes, why did that, this yes. topic"? Because that's a great idea. <laughs> it is text. It just text us too, and maybe yeah. we'll, maybe we'll do you know a YouTube or uh, the the Dad Cash Shorts. Where we offer up advice by guys think, who like five who, topics, like five of the biggest topics or something, and you can kind of do like a round robin. Oh man, that'd be great. Yeah, but yeah. then again, are are we qualified to be doing that? I'd like to think so, but Absolutely. you know, Nick, when we first started this adventure, bought us a billboard in the middle of the most expensive <laughs> highway in uh, the town we live in, and I quote that said, "The number one podcast about parenting." And I right? said, "I said, wow, man, I, I'm not entirely sure we qualify for that." That 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 moniker but okay all right <laughs> so, you get some angry moms it worked out for us did we what did you get some angry moms that kind of like attached no to you? if we no. did they didn't contact us okay. and the crazy thing is we haven't had any angry trolls at all like from moms or dads yet which is kind of sad like i'm kind of wishing we had somebody you were looking like, forward to it talking yeah. shit to us well, yeah, but, you know I, I didn't i didn't disclose this to you nick there was one comment on, I believe it was the Steve Trevino episode. Um, it was retracted. So whoever put this comment in, uh, hit enter, and then retracted it at some point. So it doesn't appear in the comment thread. But it does appear in my notifications um, with a, an abbreviation of what it was said. And it was somewhere along the lines of, you know, it, he was a troll saying, Oh, you dadcast number one podcasting episode with dads. It basically just mocking what we say about it. And I was like, where did that come from? And who the hell did it? And, and why did you take the time to, cause you know, if you're going to offend us, you could do a whole lot better than that. And then people just realize that we're just making fun of ourselves. Right. I don't (laughs) bring it on, man. It's all good. Brian, tell me about the day that I'm assuming your wife or are you married is, we're not we're we're not married. Okay, I, I'm in the same boat. We're 12 years going on not married, but we might as well be me and the lady. Yeah. Um, tell me about the day your lady slash girlfriend, uh, whatever that may be, however you guys title yourself, let you know she was pregnant and you're going to be a dad. What 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 emotions went through you that day? Oh my goodness! I yeah. So I was at work um, and I get a text. I get a text. I get a text. And like you know, I'm in meetings. I'm I'm doing stuff. It's like okay, cool. Nothing because I just keep it, you know, I don't read the, the text don't show up. Right. I don't get like a like a string of what the text is. And I was like, well, she texts me a lot. So it's all good. Like, I just need like 15 more minutes. And then I get one and it was like, man, five or six in a row. Like, obviously, something's going crazy. So I open it up and it's just the, the text says calling right now. So I run outside and I call her. And she's, she's crying. She's hysteric. And I couldn't tell if it was like a happy or like an angry or sad hysterics. It was just something big is going on. Right. right? And then she told me, she's like, I'm pregnant. And I couldn't, we, 
it's not like it wasn't, this wasn't a planned thing. I mean, we literally, we were like, okay, cool. We're going to start trying for our child. And we just didn't think it was going to take such a short amount of time. It was really a walk off first pitch, walk off home run, right? Like, <laughs> right. Like the weekend we started, we were like, okay, cool. Yeah. We're like, we can't wait to do this. We just expected it was going to take a long time. I'm older. I'm 30. Well, I was 36 at the time. You know, it's a, I just felt like it was going to take a long time. Right. And so she, I, I don't know if she was caught off guard with how quickly it happened, but when that, when that moment hits, obviously it's like, you know, you can put your, you can draft up your best plans on paper and then shit gets real, real, yeah, real, yeah, quick. real fast. You're in the, you're, you're playing two minute ball at that point. And so answer the phone and she was just kind of hysteric. And again, I couldn't tell if she was happy or sad or just scared or terrified. Turns out she was all of them at the same time. Yep. And I just, I had, <laughs> I had the biggest smile on my face. I was though. I mean, I'm got goosebumps right now. Just thinking about it. Um, I just said, I love you so much and I cannot wait. And then we talked through and she's like, well, you know, are we ready? And it's like, we weren't ready when we decided to start, you know what I mean? Like, here we are, you know, like you're never going to be ready in the sense that you think you should be ready. And that's the whole point. That's kind of the trials, right? Like that's the, the first passage. I, I mean, again, I've only been in this eight, two months, but that was the first passage, right? Like the first obstacle you kind of have to get through, like it's real now. And what are we going to do? But man, I'll never, that incredible day that and the day he was actually born, I think are two of my favorite days. Yeah, my my youngest is eight. We're still not ready. Just so, so don't worry. It's okay. I don't think it doesn't go away. Right. Like <laughs> that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> my oldest is 22 and I'm still learning. So it's, uh, it's yeah. ever evolving. This thing called right. dad. Oh, it's so, amazing. So, the shit that these kids come up with too. Like you think you've got something figured out, then all of a sudden it's a whole new ball game the next day. You're like, God damn, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, so that's what you get to look forward to. And enjoy yeah. it, these these months and years for you, Ryan, may seem and and you know, I'm speaking out loud now, maybe may not be difficult at all, but being a new dad and you know, doing diaper duty and, and waking up in the middle of the night, not getting much sleep, these are actually the easy years. Yes. Once they, once they hit that, that age of reason, about seven years old, and they can start putting things together in their mind and, you know, actions and reactions and, and just kind of, you know, becoming a little bit more independent. And as the years go along, depending less and less on the parents, that's when things get really weird. And it's a case-by-case basis. You know, a lot of, most of the times it's easy, me, but... The- the crazy thing is, why as they get older, they, they start driving, and then they're more independent. So you're you're constantly worried: is is my kid going to get an accident? Mm-hmm. You know, my oldest is in the military. It's like, is he going to die? You know, what's what's going to happen? It's like you and you can't protect them like you can when they're one and two, and you know when they're just little and they need you all the time. Yep. So that's like that's the hardest part for me is kind of dealing with as they get older and they're like, eh, whatever, dad. Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks and you know, you don't get those daily calls anymore. And that, Nick, that kind of stuff is getting Nick's worried about it. He has that empty nester uh, thing going on, but you know, you don't have to worry about it again. Cause you just re-upped and started the game over a year ago, man. I know I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment, dude. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> you're having more. 
Exactly. <laughs> or trying to, at least. And we're rooting for yeah. you, by the way. Oh, yeah. hey, so the you. day, so you said the day, there's two days, the day you found out and the day that Wyatt was born. By the way, great name. Anything to do with Wyatt Earp in the Old West or is it, was that just... Uh, well, okay. So a little bit. So, I mean, my, <laughs> I'm going to tip my hand a little bit. So my favorite movie of all time, I, I watched it for the first time when I was four years old with my dad, Top Gun, hands down. I, I religiously <laughs> watch it. Anybody who knows me knows I, like synonymous with Top Gun. I wanted so badly to name that kid Maverick, especially because I was, I was anticipating it being a girl, right? right? I was, I was fully on board. Like I'm, when I thought of myself as a dad before Wyatt got here, I was a girl dad. Like I'm, I am the quintessential girl dad. Of course, lesson number one: stop putting shit out in the universe because you have no idea what you're talking about, right? Like it all <laughs> right. changes. Like anyway, so I did, wasn't anticipating a dude. I wasn't thinking about dude names. Turns out, found out he was a dude, and I was like, oh, well, clearly it's going to be Maverick. And she said, not a chance in hell. <laughs> We're not naming the kid. Right. <laughs> After your favorite movie from the eighties. <laughs> and so we were just kind of talking, we put together the list. We did the whole thing that every new parent does. You put together a whole list of names. And um, as we were going through them, um, why it kind of stood out. And then it kind of, it triggered this thing. I mean, it still hit that nostalgia feel for me with like the Maverick and the Top Gun mm-hmm. thing. Cause wider. I mean, that's, I used to watch Westerns with my dad all the time. Like all the old school, you know, John Wayne Westerns, like Tombstone, like all of them. We used to watch those things together all the time. And so I was like, man, that's cool. And we started researching different names and kind of um, where they come from and what they mean. And it just, it aligns so perfectly. And, you know, we're, it just made a lot of sense. You know, it's not attached to family relations or anything like that. We just said, you know what, that name is just right. It just fits and it feels right. And so tell me, tell me his name is Wyatt Maverick and you went with the middle name. Dude, I tried. Ah! I tried. <laughs> well, you could add a fourth name. I, I'm not even kidding. This story is a joke. I told my lady. So when my youngest was born, we, her name's Avery. So Avery Pierce. Um, I was literally this close because I had to fill out all the paperwork for the birth certificate and all that good stuff. Uh, I wanted to put Avery Warrior Princess Pierce just as a joke. You know, because yeah. that's what I do. And, you know, and I thought when she's 18 and older, she's, Dad, I can't believe you do that. But I, I didn't do it because I thought, you know, mom's going to be pretty pissed off if she sees yeah. that. Uh, yeah. And she was in surgery because she got her uh, she got her tubes tied after Avery was born. So she's gone. And I'm totally alone. I couldn't even ask for advice on if I should, can, won't. So I thought I made the right decision and didn't do it. And when she woke up out of surgery, I told her the story and she says, tell me you did that. And I was like, ah, so <laughs> it's not legally on paper, but Avery or War- Avery warrior princess Pierce is, is her name. Always. That never works out, man. Like you never have a great idea that, you know, is going to piss off your significant other. And then your significant other comes back and says, oh, that was great. That's idea. a great she- idea. Right. Yeah. Well, if she didn't have surgery, it would have it would have went that way. And then for my son, I mean, my middle name, oh, I'm going to put this out in the world, is Granville. Very, very mm. uncommon middle name. And it goes back, I believe, eight generations, all the way to across Europe before uh, the family moved out to the stages. And I just assumed it was going to be, you know, my son's going to have Granville. I got to keep that thing going. And wow, yeah. uh Sawyer was in mama's belly. My dad passed away and 
his name was Lane. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change this thing up and, 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 and honor my father, who never got to meet his firstborn grandson. Had a bunch of grand girls, but never that grandson. Never got to meet him in this world. So I took away Granville, and the new middle name was my father's first name. So Sawyer Lane Pierce. And, and, it's, and, it, and it flows, too. I think it's great. So I, I hopefully start a new tradition, and maybe when Sawyer ever has a child and wants to go back to Granville, that's up to him. But that's what we did when it came to the names. And again, you're right. I didn't have any choice in first names. I was given options. Never. <laughs> so Avery was either going to be Harper or Avery. And I was just, just, no, I don't like Harper. Everyone's doing that. That's, it's Avery. I think, I think we're given options, but... It's really the choice is the moms. Well, <laughs> Sawyer was almost Seamus or Sinjin. So Sawyer worked out better. Yeah. Sawyer, yeah. yeah well, yeah, that that was the only option that mommy was like cool with. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's it, it decreed. Right, exactly. And because I got Sawyer, I had really no say when it came to Avery. Just you know, options. And thankfully, she's she's an Avery. So the day your son is born. How did that go? Was it a, was it a normal birth? Was it long labor? Did you play a part? Um, I mean, it were was you, eighteen hours. Okay, were you I just coach on the side type deal? Hundred yeah. percent. So I went into and and Lindsay would Lindsay will tell you this. So I'm not making it up, but she said I, I went into a different mode of my version because normally I'm may not be able to tell. I'm pretty like I you know I, I can get stressed out. I can get I can get a little. Uh, you know, the world is like, I'm just on edge. And for whatever reason, as soon as her water broke, like something just clicked. And I was instantly like, I got it. We got this. Like went into the zone, took care of everything. We got in and out of the apartment. We went down to the hospital. And then from there, it was just like, I knew my role, you know, like, I don't know. You didn't, you don't, they don't teach you about that in any of the classes or any of the books. I mean, that you can talk about it in the books, right? Like we read a ton of stuff and everyone said, well, all your job to do is really just support. And it's like, okay, what does that actually look like when feet, boots are on the ground? Um, but I get it now. You know I mean? I just went into full support mode the whole time. It was just, you know, didn't have to say much, but like I was watching the monitor the whole time and I could tell when the contractions were coming up and it's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, let her know that one's coming up. Looks like a big one, you know, rub her back a little bit, like hold her hand a little bit tighter. You really just kind of get into this crazy groove, man. I mean, just wild. And a side note about that damn monitor, uh, my buddy was, um, him and his wife were pregnant around the same time and their baby came about a couple weeks later. And he's like, what do I do? You're fresh off the, you're fresh off the boot camp line. Like, right. what should I be worried about? And I said, be very careful with that monitor, right? Cause you're so worried about everything going right. So you're watching, I mean, from my perspective, you're watching the heart rate from both mom and, you know, your baby and you can see things that, you know, are going to happen with the contractions and everything. And you can kind of get sucked into it a little bit and get yourself kind of pushed out of the moment. So it was just, it was just this whole balancing act of, you know, how do I support her? Cause she's got, this is the worst job ever right now, you know, for her, like you can tell like that's, that's a day's work where you're, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like nothing I could ever imagine. So how do I, how do I plug in? How do I be what you need at the right time? And so I think it's just being a good teammate, right. With your partner and knowing, knowing how you can be what you need to be for her. And so 
Oh, but man, I, I was I was glass. I was just glass on the outside. The inside, I could like a wreck. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. how anything got kept together. I'm sorry, that's a long way to. I'm just oh, good man, good <laughs> stories. We're yeah. storytelling here, man. Good stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow, yeah, those those are crazy days for me as well. Uh, my second and uh, the, the daughter, she was a water birth, so Mama was literally on all fours in a giant spa and I yeah. caught her if you want to call it when uh, she came out and she looked like a little purple Asian boy. <laughs> that's gotta be, that's, that's crazy. Like, she didn't yeah. end up, she didn't end up looking like that eventually, but right instantaneous. I mean, I was the first person uh, to see and she got to see in, you know, in the world. And yeah. that's usually the doctor or so, or, you know, even mom. Yeah, I was, I got, basically right there the first time it was it was an amazing amazing experience you talk about chills Woo! Yeah, that was that baby, was the yeah. first one good good stuff man new what daddy you, man what a gift right that's amazing what a gift for you that's that's incredible and they also let us uh we were told that she has one of the most beautiful umbilical cords ever you remember when they came out and that it's wrapped in crazy uh-huh. just crazy colors this thing yeah. and the doctors and nurses were like we've never seen one that looks like this it was just almost iridescent purple and whites and pinks and it was just it wasn't disgusting in any form or fashion and we kept it and i put it in the freezer and froze it because we were planning on eventually planting that underneath a tree and yeah. you know come back one day it's still in the freezer eight years later we have yet to uh yet to i uh, plant <laughs> that thing so i think we should go do that now that i'm thinking about it man Probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Planet in the Redwoods. Oh, so we are missing someone from this podcast, Ryan. Who exactly was supposed to be on here? Why and why isn't he? We are missing a one Kalen Cloyd who plays guitar okay. in the band except alongside me. Um, he, in true, I, it couldn't have been a better reason for not being here. His wife is out of town on vacation and he's in full scrambled dad mode, right? Managing their two boys. So, <laughs> He called me. He's like, man, I'm so I'm like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to fly this one solo. And I said, okay, what's up? He's like, being a dad. <laughs> and so he, he could not be here. Um, How today, old are his so. kids? Uh, eight and 11, I want to say. They're okay. around those age, plus or minus a couple of years. But dude, I would have put two chairs right next to the uh, computer, duct tape, done a show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're not really. Oh, you know. His dumbass didn't think of that. So maybe, maybe, know. maybe a long leash. I don't know. Oh man, he's a yeah. He I've learned a lot about dad from that guy. So I'm kind of bummed he's not here because he's oh there. well, that it's, it's all good. Him. I'm looking at you, man. We're just playing. We get it. We get it. In fact, we'll, Mike, we'll definitely have to do a follow up episode. Maybe we'll come up there or something to meet with you guys in person or whatever. We should. We've got so four out of the five guys in acceptance are all all dads. So. That would be yeah, that'd be awesome. Four out of five. Which one isn't, and what does he do? <clears throat> our drummer. Our drummer doesn't have kids yet, but that's on the horizon. So he's, oh. he's, he's getting there. Is but is like wanting, or are the lady's pregnant? No, he, he's wanting. Um, okay. Uh, so it's. I think it's just a matter of getting the timing right in his life, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, we're. Um, I can't wait because he's going to be a rad dad. Tell us about the band acceptance since you you brought it up. Where. You know, I want to know about the cryptic post with uh, the Top Gun soundtrack. Are we going to do like an acceptance covers Top Gun soundtrack? <laughs> well, okay, so yeah. Slider, you stink. 
I'm sorry. I, just, <laughs> I would love to. So, no, I, I mean, uh, in full transparency, um, I listen to that record a lot for inspiration, right? I think it's so good. Oh, the Top Gun soundtrack, or I'm sorry, oh, I'm going off back. Yeah, the top, sorry, the Top Gun soundtrack. I still with the Top Gun. This kid won't shut up about Top Gun. I apologize. <laughs> no, I, we've we've been doing uh, the '80s. The '80s had something very, very specific to it musically. That um, for me, it's not even nostalgia. I think it's just it's a pinnacle of like incredible songwriting. I thought they were called synthesizers. <laughs> well, there were, but there was 80, there was eighties metal bands that were doing <laughs> rad shit. The song structures, like chord progressions, like all of that stuff was just so cool. It didn't matter what genre you were listening to, whether it was, you know, you know, like anything from the pop side of it to the heavy metal side of it, to sort of like that John Waite weird. I came from punk rock, but now we're doing like, radio punk almost like it it any genre you look at in the 80s like everything was cool about it and so you know the last few records that the band has done um definitely took a lot of influence from the 80s we're all older guys so like that was kind of an influential period of like you know when you're a kid growing up with a guitar in hand or whatever and you hear something that's super cool your parents were listening to something that's super cool it's like that kind of sticks right you don't really get rid of it and i think for a lot of us the 80s have that thing to it and so we've done our best to pull in a lot of different influences on these last few records uh, a lot of it, to colliding be had a bunch of the the 80s influence on it for sure yeah so yeah that was like a total like phil collins peter gabriel we were mm-hmm. super into like just that side of the 80s you know and this one i'm thinking for the next one, Kalen actually came over and we had a few beers, which is when I do all of my best thinking. Um, and we were kind of talking and game planning, like, you know, if there's another record, if there is another record, Nick, uh, you know, what, what do you, what do you envision for it? And so we just started throwing out ideas and I instantly do the thing I always do. I'm like, Top Gun soundtrack, start listening to it and listen to it with open ears. And like, you might start listening to me a little bit more. So yeah, I'm, we're starting to kind of game plan and, and think about what, you know, another record might possibly look like if we were to do it um nick knows better than anybody we take forever to do anything so it's all good it's worth it though it's definitely yeah. worth the wait sure. uh, so, so. the yeah, last one was hands down my favorite record you guys have put out like the writing on that was freaking incredible that was a really personal one that was a yeah. a lot of fun um and i think of all the records we've done you know and if people listening to the show haven't heard of us sam you know, would it would be a pleasure if you went back and checked some stuff out but um the band started in the early 2000s and we put our last record out last year last october and so we've been kind of doing some stuff sporadically um over this 20 odd years of time but um that last one wild free was definitely the most organic i think of all the records we've done we again all of us being dads um all of us going through a ton of crazy weird sometimes heavy sometimes the most joyous life shit um, all of that stuff got put into this record. Like it's so personal. Like there's, they're all attached to very specific and very real situations that we've all experienced. And so um, that last record was, it's got a special place in my heart. So um, it's, it's definitely it. one of my favorites. It's, Thank you. You know, it's good. inverted. 
Thanksgiving. Yeah, sorry. So JP, you understand for the rest of this episode, I'm going to throw down Top Gun freaking things. Just see how quick you get them. You want to go down that road, buddy? I'm going to take you. Are you excited for Top Gun Two? I mean, come on, this thing's done. It's finished. Whenever they fucking release, I know it's. (laughs) It's been done for like two years. It's all good. It's all good. It's usually Nick it's, who drops the f bomb like every four episodes. The but, hype uh, has got it. It's like I, it's I, killing I, I us. So we're dads. We're men. It we is oh fucking, fucking k. Okay. <laughs> yes, thank you. So JP, so I actually met Ryan through his one, other no, band. Hold on. We're talking about Top Gun two for one second, dude. No, <laughs> see, like Tom Cruise, like how they shot those. Yeah, yeah. Those, it's insane. Like it just. It's going to be so good. It. Let me, man. I. So it was 85, 86, right? Top Gun? 80, yep, 85, 86. I think it's 86. So 86. I was 12 years old the summer of 86 when that, no, I was 11, about to be 12. I saw that movie in the theater and up, up in Sonora, California, where I spent all my summers at Grandma's house with my buddy Jason, who shared the same birthday as me, bringing back all these memories I haven't thought of forever. But we went back, I'm not even kidding, seven or eight times to watch the same movie over and over again because we love Top Gun that, that much. That is what inspired me to want to become a pilot when I was a kid. Turns out that never happened. But uh, that's literally what I wanted to be. And then marijuana turned out in high school. And, well, you know, that was way more fun. But uh, <laughs> right. it inspired me to join the Navy so I could pick up with hot chicks. <laughs> that too. But and then uh, and then the other movie of that summer or maybe the next summer, but was Back to the Future. That came out right about the same time. And uh, that's another one of the movies that we saw up a summer. But yeah, that's it's a great flick, man. You got no issues on uh, on your choice of favorite movies of all time right there. Yeah, it still holds up. It's um, I can't wait for Wyatt to get a little bit older. So we're we're a little bit weird. We don't do screens. You know, we're we're kind of we're trying to hold off as long as we can before we let him have screen time. Right. Um, aside from like very short increments when Dad's watching UFC, he's allowed to because I don't want to worry about anything else. <laughs> so you're a big fan and of UFC. So, what's that? You're a big fan of UFC. Oh yeah, oh yeah, huge fan. So what if we I'm get him? Child, right? Get it's him to come TV down, movie. Nick. Get him to come down. We're actually planning on a couple of different things. We're doing, uh, hopefully, going to Vegas in August, and we're going to set up our next week. Actually, on that, we're setting up our podcast interview table inside the Octagon uh, to interview a bunch of the dads who are fighters uh, with Tough Nuff in Vegas, which is like the UFC minors, and hopefully uh, Uriah. Farber, uh, Forrest Griffin, dropping names, uh, will be coming on the show, possibly showing up there and doing it. And uh, yeah, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of fighters coming on the show soon. Uh, you got the California kid coming up. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. we're working on it. We don't have it confirmed yet. Yeah, but yeah we're working. And Josh Berkman, we just finished. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, that it sounds like, and he's going to actually finish me yeah. in Vegas. Dick's going to fight him. <laughs> It's going to be an exhibition fight. Just, just, and Nick's going to get the shit kicked out of him. I can't wait, man. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to watch that. I know. I, yeah. I love you, buddy, but that's going to be fun as hell. I know. It's, it's going to hurt, but whatever. It's worth it. You know what, Nick, man? You might surprise. You might surprise. Just don't let him, just cover that face and don't let him take you down. Well, I've been training hard, man. And if I he does take you down, use your weight to your advantage. True. 
Minus this COVID thing, I've been in the gym every day, except for the last like seven days because of the stupid quarantine. But yeah, but you're throwing weight around, man. Are you are you training to fight? I'm yeah, I'm CrossFit training and I'm doing some jujitsu just so I have a little bit of little bit of knowledge. Can you imagine if you actually he's taking it easy and you don't, and you get him in a position and he's like, what the fuck? And then and I win and and why let's not let's not and yeah. then Dana White gives me a contract and I say yeah. fuck you Dadcast no. <laughs> <laughs> and no. then we have a blockbuster for next year like, Bumpy breaks it's like and straight out of that I'm movie with 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 with, uh, with Cat White with the friggin he was a teacher and he went to UFC Kevin 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 oh yeah Kevin yeah Kevin uh, Wonder James Kevin yeah. James yeah this is literally shaping up to turn into that movie dude. I know I'm about his same body shape too, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my point was is maybe you could make it down for that, Ryan. That would be fun I, if I you're a big just, fan. I will, if you can get me in the doors, man, I'll I'll, I'll get down there and I bring just, the uh, family and the kid. Um, you know, yeah. Just amazing. leave 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 the lady and the kid at the hotel though for that part. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, I got to say though, Ryan is probably the smartest guest we've had as far as screen time with the kids, man. I'm stuck watching freaking Coco Melon nonstop with my little guy. It's fucking terrible. Dude, it's, screen dude, time it's, that can be debatable, no man. Like, I'm not gonna parent shame. Like everyone, everyone, everyone <laughs> does what they need to do and what they think is best for kind of managing their life and and raising their kid. I, we just made a decision. And it's to be honest. Like, let's let's be very real. We both work from home. You know, wife and I we both here in home working. We're with him all the time. He has grandma support that comes over. He loves going outside. And so managing the screen time is really easy. It's not, we're so fortunate and blessed to be able to decide that if we want to. And if you don't and you can't, then, Hey, there's no, I don't know. I just, no, I made the mistake of he was having a bad night and I'm like, gotta find something to calm him down. And this damn show Coco melon was just phenomenal. So I thought it was going to be like a one and done deal Threw it on there. As shit you not, the last six months, it's been nonstop Coco Melon. Like, he gets up in the morning, he sees a little JJ kid on there. He's like, oh, my God, Dad, it's Coco Melon. <laughs> yeah, like, he's hooked. He's got it. But, oh, hey, that calms yeah. him down, man. That helps you be a better parent at the end of the day. Maybe it's going to teach him manners. It might teach him how to sing. I don't know. Totally. You know. We're gonna we're getting there. I mean, we we talked about two years old. Like, we would love nothing more than for put him down in front of Sesame Street or something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Super educational and maybe interactive. Well, I mean, Top Gun would be a good starting point. That's you know, they'll teach him some life skills. Yeah, like I told you, I got I got axed on naming a Maverick. So, like, good luck with that one. You can call you can call Lindsay if you want. I keep pushing for like GI Joe and Transformers. I'm like, dude, you got to get into something cool. This we is went, not, we went you're embarrassing me. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. This is amazing. <laughs> right, in, right in the wheelhouse. Oh man, you guys. What are you doing? Can you hear that? Is it coming through? Not man. Nick, can you hear it? I can't hear anything now. Oh, come on. Nothing. No? You don't hear anything at all, Ryan? I don't. No. It's like a, like I can hear like a clip or something here and there. But. Okay, give it a sec. Give it a sec. This is for you. Here it comes.
sons of the robots. Let me fast forward a little bit. Oh, this is a this is a long build, isn't it? You doing no. the intro? Okay, it's the Top Gun theme, man. Mark's coming out. Put that into a roadcaster now. It was the I should you know if I had, if I had known ahead of time I would have downloaded that into the roadcaster and just bam that would have been amazing. It is hot and sweaty in here, you guys. Even with the fan, you're glowing. Oh. You're glowing. Oh, glowy. That's <laughs> what you want to call it. Your studio, bud. This has been a ton of fun. No, no, no. Come wintertime, it'd be perfect. Exactly. Well, <laughs> or, you we know, in like six months for that. Now that COVID's, really COVID's going away, they just announced that uh, Oregon is now officially opening up completely, no matter what, in five days. I know. That's awesome. awesome. So maybe we can start getting guests into our actual studio and uh, mm-hmm. go from there. But, yeah, good stuff. So when's acceptance? You guys got anything uh, uh, dialed in for uh, live shows? We do. So we are heading in October down to um, Southern California to play a festival, Chain Fest, in, um, I want to say it's uh, Orange County-ish area. Okay. Um, that's going to be fun. There's a ton of really, really, I mean, it's going to be awesome. Like, Save the Day is playing it. There's a bunch of bunch of really cool older bands that, you know, from the early 2000s where we got our come up. Um, Jimmy Eat World's going to be playing it. So we're really looking forward to it. This was a festival that was supposed to happen last year, but obviously, mm-hmm. you know, things got kind of shut down and so um yeah are you guys driving down to that one or are you flying i will fly down yeah okay let's yeah. see if we can catch you on the way down or the way back yeah we're we're, we're gonna be flying uh yeah the, the the van bus rv days are kind of a little bit behind us you know we're all <laughs> an interesting time but uh you'd know <laughs> just for one show you'd bring it back that would be fun for nostalgic reasons yeah, we did. So like when we um, put out Colliding by Design record in 2017, we were doing regional, basically like little tiny regional tours where uh, we'd fly into like Chicago and then we'd have surrounding area shows mm-hmm. and we'd get the bus and everything. And it just felt, it was all of the best parts of touring, super compact into just like 72 hours. Like you had the best time in the world and then cool, I'm going to go home and detox and like get back to my real life. But you know, because what they don't tell you about touring is like it, it's it's amazing because we you know back in back in when we first got kind of coming up in the early two thousands you know we were gone a lot you'd be three to six week long tours and it was just rough being away from home I couldn't imagine doing it with kids like there's no way I'd mm-hmm. be able to do that with with Wyatt at home and Mama um, you know so it's like it gets kind of brutal but now as we're older and we all have big kid jobs and we're doing you know families and everything it's like hey. I still want to go relive all those glory days, but I only want to do it for 72 hours and then I'm out. And so we can pack all the best stuff into it. And it's, it's been a, it's been a blast, man. Real blessing to be able to still do this. Did, how did you get, so, so he's so new. When's, what month was Wyatt, month and year was Wyatt born in? December 26th, 7th. 2020? Uh, yeah, 2020. So he was almost a uh, 21 baby, but. Okay. So he's, Eight months old, not eighteen. Two thousand nineteen. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. All right. All right. So that's what I was thinking. So twenty nineteen. Don't worry. I, I messed my kid's birthday up on an episode, and my wife came out. My lady, not wife. I said it. Sorry, lady. Uh, and uh, she's like, "You just messed up your kid's name or your birthday." Anyway. So, question: 
How yeah. did, I mean, because he is fresh, right, as all the shit, proverbial shit hit the fan when it comes to pandemic. How did, yeah. how did you and the lady navigate that with a brand new baby? Oh, man, it was wild. So we, I, took, I took a month off for paternity leave, which is super cool to be able to have that first month with him. You know, we get him out of the hospital. We're adjusting to just all of that stuff, the best you can adjust to. About four or six weeks go by and I've got to go back to work. I go back to work for like two weeks and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you're not coming back to you like you work from home now. Super crazy. We were in a 750 square foot apartment in downtown Redmond, Washington, which is just east of Seattle with this. I mean, we just expected we'd have more space because, you know, mom would be gone for work stuff if she had to. I would be gone for work stuff. So there, it didn't feel like we would just be this brand new tiny family in a very, very tiny space. So just all of that was crazy managing, you know, early on in the pandemic, you know, we, we were super nervous to even go to like the grocery store, you know, we'd come home and Mm -hmm. it's like, go as fast as you can. This was back when, you know, our masks, okay. Our masks, not okay. Government's telling you one thing one day and the next day they're telling you not to do it. And so obviously it's just settling and we're still going through this whole process of, we've got a tiny human yeah, being here that right. we're trying to keep alive, you know, like CDC didn't know if it was going to affect infants or, you know, how it was going, you know, any of that stuff. And so super nerve wracking, it added this crazy layer of just worry on top of this new parent worry that we had, you know, just fresh out of the, fresh out of the gate. How do you keep the thing alive for one, which any parent will ask if it's, if it's their first kid in any situation Okay, cool. How do I keep this kid alive during a pandemic? You know, it was just, it was just crazy. It's stir crazy as hell. 750 square feet, man. It just, he slept in a bassinet by our bed till he was about four months old. And you couldn't, you couldn't get between the bed and around his bassinet to get to the closet. So you'd have to go over the bed. You know, it's just crazy stuff like that. And man, we, we toughed it out and ended up renting a house, um, also on the east side of Seattle. And then that was like a game changer. You know, we had kind of like acclimated you know, about a year in acclimated to this whole, you know, we're working from home pandemics happening, but now we've got he, why it's getting a little bit older. And so we kind of interact and we do all the cool family stuff where, you know, he's not just this tiny little you know, nuclear bomb. Yeah, yeah. Use, right. <laughs> like, yeah. And so like, it really, I thought, it was almost like a flip side of the negative effects of being a pandemic baby. You know, we actually like just came to appreciate how much time we had with the kid and watching him do everything day in, day out, every minute of the day, he was, we were eyes on, you know, and that part of it, it really became a blessing, especially when we had more space. He had a backyard. He was starting to get into shit and like, you know, loved his little kiddie pool like during summer and, you know, we just had this weird transition from the start of the pandemic where nobody knows what's going on to we know what's going on with the pandemic and we don't give a shit. Like we're just, we have our family here and we're just happy to be where we're at. You know, and mm-hmm. now things are opening up and it's been great, you know, over the last, let's say probably four to six months, we've been, you know, taking them out a little bit more and it's been great. Like we love going to breweries. Like he, his favorite thing is sitting outside in the stroller while mom and dad have a beer or two and just observing, you know, just people watching and everything. And so it's, we, we navigated it for sure. And we got, we got through the other side and I think there were blessings and there were struggles along the way, but um, personally just being able to be home with him and understanding 
how big of an opportunity that is. And not a lot of dads get that to be there day in, day out, every single day. Um, that's such a blessing. Like, I don't want to take All that right. for granted because – yeah. All right, how I, I, I have right, winded. <clears throat> no, again, I love long winded answers. That's a beautiful thing. It's less talking right. that you need to hear from this guy's voice, <laughs> you know, because Nick hardly ever talks. Someone's got to do it. So good uh, job, Ryan. How do you pronounce your last name? And before you answer that question, I'm going to make an attempt at it. It's because it's intimidating. I haven't attempted yet in the episode, but all right. Okay. Zweifelhofer. You did it. That's how I pronounce it, for sure. Nailed it. All right. Ryan Zweifelhofer, I'm going to ask you a series of questions that are random and quick because we're getting real close to the end of this podcast. And Nick, at any point in time, if you have a question too, uh, jump in. These are fun, off the beat, quick questions, and I literally think of them as we go. Favorite movie of all time, not Top Gun, not in the 80s, go. Braveheart. Braveheart. Oh, I didn't get all the stuff for nothing. <laughs> I should have remembered that rocks. Uh, okay, I got one. Are you going to bring Search and Rescue back? No. Damn. <laughs> I'm quick, man. Sorry. You want me to deliberate on that? No way. Not a chance in hell. I've only got a limited amount of time. Favorite band of all time? Favorite band of all time? M83. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. I know. <laughs> What's the one concert you would attend from any artist, living or dead, if you have the choice? <sighs> Only one, unless there's three of them at a festival. <laughs> it was a tough one. Boys to, men. Boys to Men. I would honestly, Boys to Men would be the one. Really? If they were, if they, yes, Motown Philly era, like I'm talking two, I'm talking like all of their like early 90s to mid 90s. If I could see them, if I could time travel back and go see that group With of all four members, original members, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I could say if I had a hundred guesses, I'd never get to that one if that's what I thought you'd pick. All right, I went. I went and saw Boys to Men recently, probably within like three or four years ago, and it was definitely not '90s Boys to Men. Yeah, so we saw them. They came to Bremerton. Um, was it Bremerton? Yeah, I think it was in Bremerton. But it felt it felt like you know when you go see like a like a um, like a road, like a state fair kind right. of show. Well, it's kind of like seeing. I saw Color Me Bad. Kind of the same type of tape, same type of thing. The totally. guys are all in their fifties, overweight, trying to dance like they're back in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was honestly the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And you shouldn't be laughing at that. You should be you should be enjoying it, but you can't. Because you should be, yeah. But I want to sex you up is not the same coming from a dude that needs a little blue pill to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is wife Hofer. Yes, you are sir. trapped on an island in some crazy Twilight Zone type scenario where you have your own personal chef but can only cook one thing for the rest of your life. What are you eating? Okay, well, I'm kicking the chef off because I don't need him. I cook a lot. I'm good at it. I've got my grill. And, so you, I'm gonna and, and you have no arms. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going traditional street tacos. Traditional, probably. What beat? Carnitas, carnitas, probably. I could do it. I make a mean carne asada authentic street taco. I'm just saying. And some very authentic fish tacos that I uh, went, to, went to South Florida and had the best mahi-mahi fish tacos fresh off the boat I've ever had in my entire life. In fact, I went there two months ago just to have tacos. And, uh, yeah, I make a mean one. If we ever meet up, I'll cook them for you guys one time. 
yeah. Mm. We can, uh, we'll, trade, we'll trade taco. Yes. Sure. Uh, favorite car of all time? Oh, any era? I'm just thinking because I'm trying to. I'm like in the market for a truck right now, and I was the first thing that came to my mind was the Chevy Trail Boss Silverado. Uh, but favorite car of all time? Dream car. You want it in your garage? That's what I should say. What's that? Oh, what car do I want in my garage? Money is no object. A Shelby, Shelby Cobra from probably. 60s 67 shelby gt 500 talking eleanor great answer i love that answer in fact i wish but I you had could one give of those. me one from any of that decade and right I'm like yeah no complaints <laughs> uh nick you got anything nope i'm good man mr covid rona glad you're feeling better man i hope hopefully by next week you are uh doing an amazing amazing job all right i know we're only a week out of father's day not even a week um but I'm going to dial Ryan in for next year's episode. Uh, we do a Father's Day episode every year, and hopefully next year I'll have like 187 little squares on that screen, and it'll be absolute pure joy and chaos on that yeah. Father's Day special. Um, so I, I, hopefully I'm dropping that egg right now. I'm planting that seed for uh, Ryan Zweifelhofer to uh, come to that episode next year. Nick, you write, you write that down. You got, you got to, well, by then, we should have our own secretary handling all this, but uh, you never know. We actually have our own secretary handling all this now. Reese <laughs> is doing it all. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she is? Yeah, she's actually she set us up with online calendars and all that kind of stuff. Well, it'll be live by July 1st. Okay, we'll talk about that off the air, but you should forward me that information just saying. I will. All right. <laughs> uh, so did you mention new music, new album coming? Uh, I, I mentioned there was some thought. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thought. 2020, October 2020, we had a record drop called Wild Free. Um, if you're so inclined, give it a listen. It'd be awesome. And man. where can everyone who's watching this or listening to this episode who is interested in the band acceptance uh, dig a little deeper and do a deep dive on the band? Where do they go? Yep. So anywhere on the internet, uh, where any of the socials, it's acceptance band. Um, Spotify, we're, we're everywhere. So just acceptance band, if you want to check it out and kind of learn a little bit more, I will say we don't post a ton cause we're dads and we're, we've got busy, busy <laughs> lives with everything going on, but, um, it at least get you started and learn a, bit, a little bit more and maybe listen to something. If your name was Nick Martin, you would say that is no excuse. Cause he has 387 kids and he posts, I, <laughs> I don't know how he posts so much to be perfectly honest and being a dad, but. I take every opportunity. Yes, he does. And you're good at it. All right. Well, Ryan's wife, of the band acceptance. Uh, He were a brand new dad, but the adventure, that path, it's it's only going to get bigger and better for you, man. And we're excited to see where that takes you. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on Dadcast, And for everyone else out there, comment below for advice on what, Ryan can expect in the future as a new dad and anything else you may want to comment because we'd love to read or ask us a question. Yeah. I'd like to try to answer. I ask if Nick wants, should dye his beard. I mean, anything, anything goes. And no. I'm <laughs> keeping it gray. That looks good. I consulted with George Clooney. And he you know what? I'm throwing it. out the gauntlet. If this episode can get 500 likes and 100 comments, Nick has to dye his beard. Yes. You in, you in Nick? I'm in. I'll do it. Boom! All right. Actually, what color? Uh, Do I get to choose the color since I'm... I'm yes, since like, you're the guest, yeah, choose cool. the color. I'm not going to tell you. Chartreuse. Oh, fuck. 
Well, you keep in mind, if you pick like green, blue, yellow, whatever, some crazy random color, it's only going to really pop in those gray areas on, on his chin. So that may That's be right. I, I was just going to dye it your, your natural color. But, you know, if you want to go crazy and, and Ryan wants to chartreuse you up, man, I'm in. I mean, no, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking just something that like looks like you definitely dye it, but you're not trying to dye it. One of those things, like the contrast <laughs> a little okay. bit off, like where you look at it and you're like, Something they like, write. Who are you fooling, dude? Like you're not fooling. Where I took it a little too dark. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like something that's gonna make a conversation happen for you in a grocery store or something. Where yeah. somebody's like, "Hey, man, like, give it up. Like, what do you? I don't understand. Right. Yeah. It's way more nefarious than trying to go multicolored. No, it's gonna be brutal. Yeah. Okay. I can't. So I mean, once we hit that milestone, we're going to uh, we're gonna message Ryan and we'll figure out what color that's gonna be. I love it. All right. <laughs> Ryan's wife will hope for band acceptance again. Thank you for coming on DadCast. You've been an amazing, amazing guest. Uh, we wish you all the luck and congratulations in the world on that baby of yours. Uh, it's going to be fun. And everyone else out there, we'll check you out next week. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>